you remain standing for the reading of the word, we're reading from the book of Luke chapter 12 this morning. chapter 12 and beginning at verse beginning at verse 35 Jesus told them he said let your loins be girded about and your lights burning and you yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet. And will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, come in the third watch and find them so blessed are the, those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be ye therefore ready also for the Son of Man cometh and an hour when ye think not. And by the help of the Holy Ghost this morning, I want to preach on, I have to be ready. I have to be ready. You can be seated this morning. <clears throat> here in this uh, text here that is, I'm sure, familiar to us here this, this morning, Jesus he begins to talk to his, his disciples, and he is telling them the importance of being ready. He's telling them the importance of being prepared. Um, ensuring that nothing catches you off guard or that you are not caught unprepared. Um, this morning, if there's anything that I want to do, is that I want to make the right steps in preparing myself for the Lord's coming and for his return. Not only for his, his bride, his church, but for me personally. Because at any time, the Lord can come back for me personally. And I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. Here, Jesus is talking to them and he's telling them, um, talking, told them to let your lawns be girded about and your lights burning. It's important that my light is burning. It's important that I'm not allowing things in this life to put out that light and to, to cause me not to be shining bright. Um, you know, the Lord told them, he said, no man, he takes a candlestick and put it under a bushel. But he said he puts it out for that all can see. Um, this world needs to see what we have inside of us. 
This world needs to see um, what the change that God has done in our lives, the, the infilling of the Holy Ghost that causes one's life to, to shine bright and to be a living witness and a testimony. Um, I want you to know this morning that if you haven't experienced the Holy Ghost yet or if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name yet, before you leave this house this morning, the opportunity awaits you to, to be baptized in Jesus' name and to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Matter of fact, that's the whole reason that Jesus showed up this morning. How many know that the Lord is in the house this morning? He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. In other words, he's a church-going God tonight, this morning. And I want you to know that he didn't just show up just to be here. He showed up to do a work in people's lives. He showed up to make people ready and prepare for his return. How many want to be ready when the Lord comes back? How many want to have come with a made-up mind that whatever it takes for me to be ready, I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to allow anything to cause my light to be put out, but I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be alert. I'm going to be watching. And so he goes on and he tells them, he gives them, uh, different examples. He talked about them being as one that when their master that is waiting, they are anticipating and anxiously waiting for the return of their master or their Lord. And he talked about how that um, blessed they would be that if he came back and he found them in that kind of a state. You know, this world is designed to get to cause us to be unprepared unprepared. This world is, is designed to distract us. It is designed to, to get us entangled and wrapped up and tied up into so many different things that we don't even take the time to sit down and think about the fact that the Lord is coming back. And think about the fact that everything that is going on around us, you read about different things that is, you read about it on the news and the newspapers and you hear it on the radio you hear about everything that is taking place in this world. Um, now, it's not rumors of wars. Wars are happening, okay? It's not rumors about uh, famine and pestilence. Those things are happening. People are going without. People are doing without. Diseases are rampant in this world that we are living in. There's one that is on, that has out, that is on, that is out in this world and everybody is panicking. They are, the world is so chaotic. It is fearful. They are worried. But you know something? I don't care about what's happening in this world because I know that I'm in the hand of a God that has it all together. I'm in a hand that no man can pluck me out of. I'm in the hand of a God that anything attacks my body. I got a God that can heal me just with a spoken word. Come on. I'm thankful to be a part of the church tonight, this morning. I'm thankful to be the child of God. I'm thankful to be full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, anybody. Are you appreciative of what we have this morning? This experience that we have, the God that we serve seated this morning. So God has done great things in my life and I'm sure we all can testify that the Lord has done wonderful things. But I have to understand, I have to keep an awareness about me that I haven't achieved 
that goal just yet. I'm not. The Holy Ghost is great in everything, and I love it. I love what we feel in this place. I love that when I call upon the name of the Lord, that you can feel God's presence, that God shows up, and he, he makes you aware that I am there, that I hear your cry. You know, how many know that when you call upon the Lord that he, he hears you? And not only that he hears you, that God stands ready to answer you. He told them in the book of Jeremiah, he said that if you would call on me, that I will answer you. I'm so thankful this morning that when I call out to him, that he answers me. I'm so thankful that he's attentive to my cry. You know, you can call on a lot of people in this world, and they won't answer you. They'll leave you lonely. They'll leave you hanging high and dry. But I'm thankful that I don't serve a God like that this morning. I'm thankful that at any moment I make it up in my mind that I'm going to lift up my voice and that I'm going to cry out to him. I know that God hears me. And not only does he hear me, I know that God is going to answer me, that he is going to meet my need. I'm done wasting time calling on people that can't make my situation any better. But I'm going to lift up my voice and I'm going to call on the creator of heaven and earth and I have no doubt that my answer is on its way because that's the God that I serve that's the God that we serve here this morning and so he is talking about being prepared throughout the scripture you'll read where he tells them to be watchful to pray and and so this morning, I want to make it up in my mind that I have to be ready. I have to be prepared. I have to, I have to be well trained that I don't allow anything to cause me to become um, stagnant or, or lukewarm or lackadaisical when it comes down to my relationship with God. But I, I have to be alert that when I hear it in God's word, that something about God's word causes me to react and to move concerning what God's word is saying. You'll read in the Bible where God, in the book of Genesis, where the Lord begins to, he begins to be a, a displeased with the way that the world was because of man and everything that man was involved in. The Bible tells us that everything that man um, imagine it was evil it was wicked it wasn't good and so the Lord the Bible says that it repented him that he even made man and so he decided that he was going to destroy everything um, with the flood but the Bible says that there was one man that found grace in the eyes of the Lord if there's anything that I want you know, there are a lot of people that they want a whole lot of things in this life. They want a whole lot of, of stuff that is not going to amount to anything. It's not going to do them any good, okay? But if there's anything that I want more than anything, I want grace. I want, I want, I want grace. I want that when God looks upon me, that he extends grace to me. I, I want to be like Noah and find grace in the eyes of the Lord. You know, I can, I can obtain a whole lot of things, but if I don't have grace on my side, then, I, then I, am, I am lost. If I don't have the favor of God on my life, then I am lost. 
okay? I'm going to perish. I'm going to lose out. I want to find grace in the eyes of the Lord this morning. I want to make it up in my mind that whatever it takes, I'm willing to let go of whatever I have to so that when God looks upon me, he is happy with me. He is pleased with me. He is pleased with my actions. And so Noah, he found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Now, God began to talk, tell Noah his plans uh, that he was going to destroy the world. And he told Noah, you know, I want you to build an ark. And I want you to use a certain kind of wood. I want you to um, build it a certain kind of length and, and, and height. And, and I want you to, uh, it has to be this way. It has to have a certain amount of doors on it. It was just one door. Um, it has to be pitched in and out. Okay, I, I want you to build it a certain kind of way, okay? We got to understand that God is a ver very certain God. God um, is not just going to do things any old kind of way. God is very certain. How many know that there is a blueprint on how to build things? There is a blueprint on how to build your life. There's a blueprint of how to build your children. There's a blueprint on how to go about relationships and, and things in this life. The blueprint is the word of God. A lot of people deviate from the word of God and they try to build things um, based on emotions and based on feelings and, and based on different ideas. But you'll find out that when you build it that way, you can rest assured that it's not going to last. Because the Bible tells us that the individual that labor, unless the Lord built the house, the person that labor, they labor in vain. Honey, I don't want my labor to be in vain this morning. I want it to amount to something. I want my, I want my marriage to last. I want my children to be saved. In order for it to happen, I got to build it according to God's blueprint. I got to build it according to the word of God. And you'll find out that Noah did that. God told him exactly how to build it. You don't find Noah putting two doors on the ark. You don't find Noah putting three doors on the ark. You don't find Noah uh, taking them out and, and saying, well, I don't think these, this amount of animals need to be on the ark. It's too many. He didn't do that. He went directly according to God's blueprint. He did it the way that the Lord said to do it. And so you'll find out that Noah built that ark, okay? And, uh, and when you read in the book of Genesis, you, you don't get all the details of what took place and what, what Noah's reaction to was building the, to building the ark or even how it was in those days. Um, the Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, it tells us that Noah, that he moved with fear. And he prepared an ark to the saving of his household. In other words, the word of God came to Noah. Noah heard that word. It didn't go into one ear and out the other. The Bible says he moved with fear. In other words, what God said to him, he respected God so much. He had such a, a reverence for the word of God and what had been spoken to him that it caused him to move with fear, with a godly fear, and he began to prepare that ark. I need to understand this morning that God's word is true. 
His word is true whether I believe it or not, and it's going to come to pass. I got to make it up in my mind that whatever I got to do, I got to move with a godly fear and understand that God ain't playing no games, that God's word is true, it is, for, it is sure, it is forever settled in heaven, it's not going to change. I got to make it up in my mind that I got to be ready. I got to be prepared. I got to make sure that my household is ready and Saved because there's coming a time. It's coming a time. Now, if we're not careful, there's a, a mindset that can easily grab a hold of each and every one of us. Because you have to read what Jesus told them in the book of Matthew. I want to say chapter 24, round verse 34, somewhere up in there. Because Jesus, he begins to tell them, okay? He begins to tell them how it was in the days of Noah. And because, and the reason he told them is because he likened his return as the days of Noah. So that means that when he comes back, it's just going to be like Noah's days. That mindset that had a hold of the people in Noah's days it's going to be exactly like that when Jesus returns. And that's what he's telling them. He said in Noah's days, he said that they were drinking, they were marrying, and they were giving in the marriage. There was just about life. They was doing what came natural, what, what they thought was um, the end thing to do. And he said that they didn't know that the flood, okay, was upon them until it was too late, until the flood was upon them. Now, you have to realize that these are, that's the days that we're living in today because you know that Noah talked to them about it because the Bible says it called, the Bible called Noah a preacher of righteousness. So Noah, he preached the word of God. He preached that God is going to destroy this world. God is bringing a flood. It's coming. It's on its way. He preached it. He preached it. He preached it. But they were so caught up in life, in, in this, the present world back then, that they couldn't hear. It sounded like foolishness to them. What do you mean a flood? There's never been a flood. It's never rained. You're crazy. You're, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that think that the word of God is crazy. That is foolishness. That is nonsense. That you guys are preaching something that it makes no sense. It's not going, yeah, whatever. Okay, God's returning. They've been saying he's, been, he's going to return. Well, I got news for this world. God is surely on his way back. And when he comes, I want him to find me working in his vineyard. I want him to find me with my hands lifted in the air. Matter of fact, when he comes, I don't mind being in the house of the Lord. I hope he finds me in his house, faithful to his house, with my hands in the air, lifting up his name. I want to be watchful. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. And you can just imagine them being on that door, knocking on that door, trying to get in, the first rain dropped. And they realized that, hey, he wasn't playing no games. He, everything he was saying was true. I got to be ready. I can't allow church services 
to pass me by. I can't allow opportunities to draw close to God to pass me by. I can't allow opportunities to be involved and engaged in the things of God, the things that will cause me to be prepared and that will cause me to be ready for the Lord's return. I can't allow those things to pass me by. I have to make it up in my mind that I'm going to be on guard. I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be alert. You'll read in the word of God where you'll read about a parable how that the Bible tells us that there were five wise virgins, virgins and there was five foolish. And the Bible tells us that the five wise, what made them wise was not because of how smart they were. What made them wise wasn't because of where they came from. What made them wise is that they had oil in their lamps. They had oil in their lamps. Their lamps was full of oil. And the Bible tells us the five foolish, they didn't have any. Well, the time came for the bridegroom. The bridegroom came, came and returned. And the, the call went out. And they said the five foolish ones, the wise ones, to give them some of their oil. They said, no, you ain't getting, you ain't getting my oil. Go and buy where, where it is sold. But, you know, when the Lord comes back, it's going to be too late then. It's going to be too late to try to get the oil then. The, if you're going to get the oil, this is the time to get it. If you're going to be full, in other words, with the Holy Ghost, today's the day to get it. Okay? Because on that day, it's going to be, it's going to be too late. Opportunities will have been passed and gone. And it's going to be too late then. So if I'm going to be full of the Holy Ghost, I got to get it right now. And I got to make it up in my mind from this day forth. Every day I'm going to be full of the Spirit of God. The writer says, today is the, now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. So if I'm going to be saved, today is the day to do it. If I'm going to repent of my sins, today is the day to do it. If I'm going to be baptized in Jesus' name, there's no better day than today. Right now, right now is that accepted time. I don't want that opportunity to pass me by. And so those five wise, they went in with the bridegroom. The five foolish, they came to find, they come to find out that it was too late. They came knocking. One to get in. And they found out that there's no, no, you can't get in. There's no access to you. Because they were not ready. They weren't prepared. They weren't anticipating and looking for his return. I want to make it up in my mind that each and every day I want to anticipate. I want to be alert. Because I don't know when that return is. I don't know when he's coming. We don't know when he's coming back for us personally. And truth be told, I have to be ready. I have to make it up in my mind that I can't allow the influences of this life to cause me to be unprepared, to cause me to, to begin to, to prop my feet up and say, you know what, everything's good. Take ease. Go ahead, relax. 
Isn't that what the rich, the rich man did? His great possessions, he had it all. He, he thought that, hey, I'm, I'm, who's going who's gonna to bring me down? Who's going who's gonna to destroy what I got going on? You know, you're reading the word of God, and, and, and we have to be careful because the prophet talked about those. He was talking about God's people, how that they had got to a point where they were so lifted up. And he said, who? And they said in their hearts, who can, who can bring us down? Who, who, can, who can mess up what we got going on? And you can think, and I can think that I got so much, and I got so, everything's happening for me, and everything's going on for me, and I got all that I could possibly want. My heart is content in this life. And that man, he propped his feet up, and he said, so take thine ease. Take thine ease. And the voice came to him, called him a fool. Thou fool. It's foolish to think that you don't need God. It's foolish to think that just having this life and, and the things of this world is enough. It's not enough. It'll never satisfy. It'll never, it'll never cause God to, to, uh, to look past the, 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 the problem that is within us, to look past our sinful nature. Okay? And it'll never cause that. It, it'll never pay that debt. The only thing that's going to pay that debt is blood. And so the voice came to him and said, you, you fool, now fool, this night is your soul required, is thy soul required of thee. You talk about not being prepared. You talk about not even being even, even close to being prepared. As he thought that it was all about the right matter. I want to understand that this world is so short. My time here is so short. And the truth be told, the time that I have here is not to be spent on me trying to just gain everything. So much stuff. The time that I have here is supposed to be used in the right way so that I am preparing for that life to come. I'm supposed to use my time wisely in this life. I know we work. We're supposed to work. I know we have families to take care of. We're supposed to take care of our families. I know we have other things to do that it all falls in place and in line. But if I'm not careful, I can allow those things to take the priority of the most important thing in, 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 in my life, and that is my salvation. That is me Getting up every day and preparing myself. Watchful, alert, on guard. I have to be ready. I have to be ready when the Lord returns. And he said, this is what he said. He said in verse, verse 38, he said, And if he shall come in the second watch or come in the third watch or, and find them so blessed are those servants. I'm going to tell you, we are the people that God comes back and he finds involved and, and engaged in his work and doing his will. That's a blessed people. That's a blessed people. I want you to know, 
A lot of people have an idea of what blessed is. They think that if you have uh, possessions, you're blessed. If you, if, you, if, you, if you have all the things and the treasures of this world, you are a blessed individual. I'm going to tell you, that doesn't make you blessed. When, 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 when people talk about being blessed of God, we always uh, try to attach money on it. We always try to attach uh, possessions and stuff on it. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. If you have all of your sins remitted and washed away, you are a blessed individual. Come on, if you have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, you are a blessed individual. If your children are in the church and are striving to live for God, you are a blessed individual. I got to understand and stop trying to attach money to what it means to be blessed. Come on, I am a blessed person this morning, not because of my stuff, but because that I'm in the hands of an almighty God that loves me, that saved me, that delivered me, that washed all of my sins away as far as the east is from the west. I believe we ought to praise him this morning. I believe we ought to lift him up this morning. I believe we ought to offer up some things given this morning as I realize how blessed I am and what it really means to be blessed. See, because I can gain everything in this world, but if I don't have the Holy Ghost, if my sins are still, still remain, I'm far from blessed. I'm far from it. But he said if, if, this, if the master comes back and he finds his servants, he finds them engaged, he finds them about his business, he finds them doing what he, he called them to do and com commanded them to do, he said they are blessed. They're blessed. And he told them, he told them, you also should be ready because you don't know the hour that when the Son of Man is coming. Jesus also likened his, his, his return like another, like a certain city. He likened it like Sodom and Gomorrah and how it was in those days. And I'm going to tell you, our world is very, it resembles those days. Sodom and Gomorrah. And you know what? The Bible says that those angels, listen, when I hear God's word, I don't want to hesitate. I don't want to hesitate. I don't want to start thinking about, well, you know, what about this? And, and what, uh, I'm leaving this. I'm leaving that. Listen, I don't want to hesitate. When I hear God's word, I want to react to God's word. I want to make it up in my mind that I want to be saved. I want to be prepared. I want to be ready. The Bible tells us that those angels, they came down into Sodom and Gomorrah and that they begin to, you know, they begin to tell Lot and let him know um, what was getting ready to happen. The Bible, it always, when I read it, it always causes me to pause and think and stop and ask myself, what was Lot's problem? Because the Bible says that they told him what was going to happen. And the Bible says it talked about how that Lot 
he, 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 he went around trying to gather stuff and get it all prepared. Listen, God is about to destroy this world, and he took all night doing it to the point where the angels had to lay hold on him and pull him out. Because, wait, I need to, oh, what about this? What about, listen, God's word comes forth. I want to move. I want to get out. I want to, I want to find a place of safety. I don't want to waste time. The Bible says that when he told this, he told his um, son-in-laws that the Lord was going to destroy it, that they began to mock. They began to make fun of it. He, he seemed as if someone that was, was joking or playing a game. Okay? And that's, what the, that's a lot of people's attitudes today. They hear the word of God and it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't have any reaction. It doesn't, it doesn't move them. It, it, it's, a big, it's a big joke and it's a big game and, and it's, it's fun and it, and, and it sounds, you know, like, like nonsense and foolishness to them. Listen, God's word is true this morning. His word is true. There's nothing funny about it. You know, I ain't saying that God doesn't have a sense of humor, but I am saying that when he says something, he means it. And I want, I want to understand that. I want to grab a hold of that. I want it to sink down into my heart and make it up in my mind that I got to be ready. I have to be ready. I'm going to tell you the best way, the best way to, to be ready, if you want to make the proper steps in being ready for his return, I want to come to this altar this morning. I want to get my hands in the air. I want to ask God to forgive me for some things that I've done wrong, decisions that I've made. I want to get things clear and open before God this morning. I want, I want to get it open before God and let God know that I need you to wash me. I need you to cleanse me. I need you to strengthen me. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, you want to be baptized in Jesus' name. If you haven't allowed God to fill you with the Holy Ghost just yet, you want to get your hands in there and open up your mouth. This is our preparing for his return. Because when he returns, the only ones that are returning with him that are going to be caught up with him is those that have his spirit. That's what's going to take us out of here, is that people that have his spirit. I want to make it up in my mind that before I leave this house, I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. I want to have made the proper steps and allowed God to move on my heart and my mind and so that when he comes, that I'm one of the ones that goes back with him. Those five foolish virgins, they thought that they could get in without, the, without the, the oil. But they found out that there's no getting in. I'm going to tell you, if we're going to go back with him, we need the Holy Ghost. We need his spirit inside of us. We need it on a daily basis. It's not a one-time thing either. Each and every day, I got to be renewed with the Holy Ghost. I got to be full of the oil. Let us stand this morning. I got to be full of that oil. I got to be ready. Because here's the thing. A lot of times people think that if they come to church or if they have a certain relationship with people or if they're around the church enough, then that means that they, they have an access in. Because the Bible tells us that those five wise and those five foolish, it tells us, it says that they all slept and slumbered together. They were all together. 
They were all around each other. And I don't know what they thought. Maybe they thought, well, you know, maybe I'll get in by association. It's amazing the people that think that they have, if they have a certain relationship with people or some kind of friendship that that means they automatically are in with God or that God accepts them or that, that they're going to just get in. I'm going to tell you, the only relationship that you want to be concerned about is with God. That's the only thing that's going to get us in. That's, I have to be, I have to, I can't get around people that got the oil and hang around them and think that if I get close enough to them that I'm going to get in. I got to get that oil myself. I got to be ready myself. I can't just be around people that are, that are ready and that are prepared and, and that are making the proper steps to be prepared for the Lord's return. I got to make it up in my mind that on a daily basis, I'm prepared myself. That any time the Lord comes back, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. He talked about how that they would be if he came knocking on the door. There was no hesitation. They would open up that door as they realized this is what we've been waiting for. We've been waiting for it. I ain't hesitating. I ain't trying to make some last-minute uh, arrangements. I ain't trying to No, I've been waiting. I've been prepared. I've been living my life anticipating your return. I got to have that oil. I got to be full of the Holy Ghost. I got to be ready. I have to be ready. I don't want that day to, to take me the way that it did Noah in, in the days of Noah, where only eight souls were saved because people were so concerned about everything else. They were so wrapped up in everything else, what was going on in the world, disagreements, all of these other things, letdowns, disappointments, all of these other things. All that stuff will distract you. It'll keep you tied up in knots. It'll keep you to a, a point where you can't even think straight. There's nothing more important than his return. There's no, nothing more important than making sure that I'm prepared. I can't worry about what everybody else is doing. I can't worry about if th this person is prepared. i got to make it up in my mind that I'm prepared and that I'm ready. And if I need to make some, some changes... I got to make it up in my mind that I'm, today is the day I'm going to change. Today is the day I'm going to lay it at the altar. Today is the day that I'm going to lift up my hands and I'm going to repent and ask God to forgive me. Forgive me for how I've been acting. Forgive me for things that I've done. Forgive me for the things that I've gotten involved in that I know is not right. Forgive me for the crowd that I've been around that I know is not the right crowd and they are influencing me in the wrong way. Forgive me for it. Wash me. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, don't leave this place without being baptized in Jesus' name, getting all of those sins remitted, and getting the name of Jesus placed on your life. Come to this altar, lift up your hands, pour your heart out to God. Let God fill you with the Holy Ghost. Give him control. Surrender to him. Let him take control. Let him fill you. Let's lift up our hands this morning. Let's call upon the name of the Lord. Come on, I have to be ready. I have to be ready. I have to be anxiously 
anticipating his return. Come on, let's lift up our voice here this morning. Let's call upon the name of the oh, Lord. I, I want to be ready. I got to make it up in my mind that when ready, I hear the word of God, that I'm going to react. I'm going to react. I'm going to move. Oh, and I'm going to make the proper arrangements. I got to be prepared. I got to be ready. I got to make it up in my mind that I'm not leaving without allowing God to fill me with his spirit. Oh, somebody lift up your voice. I need you, Jesus. This altar is open to this morning. Somebody come down with your heart lifted with your hands. Call it upon the name of the Lord. He comes, oh, 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 somebody make it up in your mind. I'm going to be ready. I'm not going to allow anything to keep me and cause me to be unprepared and not being aware.